Hello and welcome to our very first episode of a brand new podcast for me, Anita East. And the podcast is called Difficult Conversations About Beauty, whereby we look at the good, the bad and the ugly of the modern beauty world. Today in our first episode, we investigate the current hype surrounding cosmetic medical procedures in particular. Uh, We look in this episode at what healthcare professionals are actually allowed to do, the examples of the types of deceit that uh, seem to be occurring today, and finally, how best to conduct research on not only cosmetic medical clinics, but in everyday life as well. Now, the recent expose on ABC's Four Corners episode, which they called Cosmetic Cowboys, uncovered some allegations of troubling practices across a doctor's multiple day hospital settings. I encourage you to watch this show if you haven't already. Like I said, it's ABC's Four Corners and it's an insightful watch. Don't get me wrong, watching this show greatly affected me and it's taken me a few weeks to put my thoughts into, in, if you like, together to work out what I'm actually going to talk about in this particular podcast. At one point of the show, I actually did start tearing up, in particular when the doctor concerned was talking to the camera rather than watching the tip of the cannula that they were performing liposuction with. And the reason I teared up at this particular time was because his actions could have seriously harmed the unconscious patient that he was operating on. So purporting the image of being a busy and popular surgeon seemed to be much more important to this particular doctor than actually behaving like a professional and caring doctor who valued safe and ethical care. But I was also aware of the fact that background music and scathing reports that bookended this footage added to the particular horror of the scenes. Remember TV shows and movies that you go and you actually pay money to go to the cinema to watch are made specifically to make you feel a certain way. Music, lighting, the scenes that go before or after add to this type of feeling. So it's really important when we watch shows, even news and current affairs shows, that we're really aware of the dramatisation that the show's editors and producers are trying to make us feel. They have ratings that they want to achieve. So don't always believe the hype that you're seeing. My reason for making this my this topic, my inaugural episode, is because last week I had two patients in one day who revealed to me that they were booked in to see this. And when I questioned what led them to choose this particular doctor and this particular medical establishment in the first in the first place, they told me it was because of the hype, because of his huge online social media presence, because of the huge number of social media followers and the fact that he appeared on multiple TV shows selling the benefits not only of him but also of the procedures that he undertook. Now, this doctor, like many practitioners today in the space of cosmetic enhancement, have a huge online presence with millions of TikTok followers and hundreds upon hundreds of positive online reviews, it's easy to see 
how one might be persuaded to seek advice or medical care from someone over someone else. One of the doctor's patients featured in the Four Corners show actually states that she chose the particular doctor's clinic because of the media hype. She said that there was only positive glowing reviews on Google reviews and that's why she decided to seek advice and consultation with this particular doctor. It's hard to discern what's real and what's fake in the world of media and in the world of social media. In research for my next book, a recent survey I conducted whereby I asked teens if they could tell the difference between real and fake news, 70% of them said that they couldn't. And while I haven't conducted the same research in adults, I suspect that this number isn't too dissimilar. Why? Well, firstly, because when you have video footage or documentation of someone talking about doing the thing that they are professing to be an expert at, you believe them. Secondly, because when you see that person everywhere, and I mean everywhere in the space that they are professing to be an expert in, well, guess what? That just increases and reinforces your belief that they are an expert in the field. Thirdly, when you see before and after images, edited or not, that show the surgical or the cosmetic procedure having worked, well, that's another tick in the box. And lastly, good old reviews, or should I say sometimes even fake reviews. In the world of healthcare and medicine, well, it's actually illegal for us to post reviews on platforms that we control. For example, we are in control of the content that we put on our social media. And I'm talking specifically about in Australia. I know in other countries they're allowed to do this, but we in Australia are not. Therefore, we're not allowed to have reviews of us as a practitioner or reviews from patients about specific treatments they've undergone with us. And this is why most healthcare professionals very sensibly turn off the review function on their social media platforms. The extent of a review that we can have goes something like this. I attended Anita East Medispa, the reception area smelt nice, and the temperature was pleasant. And that's pretty much it, folks. That's all we can have in terms of a review. And that's on a platform that we control like social media. We are not allowed to have things like, I went to Clinic B, I had my lips injected with A, B or C, and my lips look the best they've ever looked in my life. That's not allowed. That kind of review is actually illegal. And APRA, who are the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency and the TGA, which are the Therapeutic Goods Administration, don't take kindly to it. And they have really strict advertising guidelines that we must follow. And why is this so? Why do we need to have these rules and regulations in place when it comes to advertising? And the reason being is when you're attempting to lure new, new business on the back of a gushing post about a Schedule 4 medicine, it's like you're selling a Schedule 4 medicine, which we're not allowed to do. We're not America where you can advertise high blood pressure medication in the ads of an episode of Neighbours, for example. That's not allowed. Unfortunately, not all clinics abide by these rules, which is a shame, but it also means that it's not a level playing field. 
personally, I'd rather sleep at night than be worried about a knock on my door and subsequent fine or condition being put on my practice by APRA or the TGA. Consumers, the patients, prospective patients, know that reviews on social media platforms are not allowed. And if a clinic is actually doing this, my first question would be, okay, if they're willing to do something that's illegal at this level, what else are they doing that perhaps they shouldn't be? However, looking at Google reviews, well, that's a whole other ball game. The business itself has no control over what people post on Google reviews, hence why some people will post something like, well, the hot chips were too hot or the fast food came out too fast. Google reviews can also be incentivized and there is some discussion post the Four Corners episode that this is what was happening. Look, I have a really strong opinion as far as the whole glitz and glamour that is happening on social media out there at the moment. And the program highlighted some of those things. But one particular thing, and I write about it in detail in my book, Beautiful Unique Faces, is the whole attention-grabbing befores and afters. Look, if you want to be an actor, if you want to be a performer, if you want to be a TV presenter, an influencer, if you want to be in front of the camera, either go to drama school, go on a reality TV show to become an influencer, do that kind of thing. But if you're a nurse or if you're a doctor, then learn your craft, get better at your craft, but don't let the thrill of the spotlight pull you away from caring for your patients and failing to perform safe and ethical medical procedures on them. Just don't do it because it will catch up with you. The more eyes that are on you, the more followers that are on you, if they're watching you and you're regularly doing things that you shouldn't be, you will be found out. So it's best to be careful. It's best to to focus on the one thing that will make you the best, best cosmetic medicine practitioner that you can, and that is patient care and patient safety. You went into this to cause no harm, both physically and psychologically. It's imperative that you continue that. And so as a consumer, I implore you to not follow the hype when it comes to choosing a cosmetic medicine practitioner. It drives me bonkers seeing befores and afters plastered everywhere on social media with an accompanying gushing post from a patient that states that their new lips have made them the happiest they've ever been. The sad thing is once that dopamine hit fades, the patient is not only going to come down from that hit with a thundering crash, but they're going to start looking for their next hit. And that will be in the guise of a new chin or a new set of cheeks or a new jawline or some new fox eyes or whatever it happens to be that their favorite influencer or favorite, you know, big social media account cosmetic medicine clinic is touting on special at the time. Showing befores and afters of only one facial feature, it's being untruthful. So showing a set of lips only and not the whole person's face does nothing but contribute to this idea that facial features can be bought separately like ingredients in your smoothie and that each facial feature needs to be 100% perfected. It's not the case and I speak about it 
at conferences and I, I've written about it in my book and I I beg you to, to read it in terms of understanding what actually makes you beautiful. It's not the lips that are being advertised. It's not the cheeks. It's not the chin. It's not the jawline. It's what's most unique about you. If you wanted to buy a new handbag, you wouldn't sit there having looked at only a picture of the buckle and say, yes, absolutely, I'm going to part with $500, $5,000 because I've seen the buckle. No, you'd want to see the whole handbag to make a decision about whether or not you want to purchase the whole handbag or not. So what can you do to avoid being, if you like, sucked into the hype You can do your due diligence. Now, in this quick fix and instant gratification society, we believe that due diligence accounts for a quick look at someone's social media channel or reading their Google reviews. But we can be convinced with the lighting and the sound and the music. We can also be convinced by incentivized Google reviews, but we're not convinced correctly. And it's not that we're gullible and it's not that we're foolish. It's simply that we want to believe what we're being shown. We want to believe what we're being told. And I think that's where we're at now with social media being such a prevalent way of selling and selling the idea based on FOMO or fear of missing out that we actually think that by looking at someone's social media, by watching something, by listening to them talk, like you're listening to me right now, that that's enough. It's not. Due diligence can be as simple as speaking to objective people in the know by asking one or two people, though three is ideal, who you know have worked alongside or with this person, have had treatment or surgery from or have invested in this person to speak to them and get an objective opinion about the reliance and the truthfulness of this person. Consider it forewarned is forearmed and take your time to make your decisions because as Ron Weber said, if it's too good to be true, it's probably a fraud. Enjoy your day, have a fantastic week, and I will see you soon.